We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And which 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 plays into then you got to go earn it right which plays into what I thought they did well this weekend with the media they did a great job of showing in multiple ways we're in Notre Dame yeah we me and you talk about this all the time and and I, I Derek Curry is the one that opened my eyes to this because I never looked at it from this standpoint and uh, it was him. Spoke to, uh, I think CJ Procise kind of echoed. They were just like, yo, as a freshman, you don't really understand. I mean, you're trying to go to class, make it to practice on time. like. And then when you're 16, a, a vast majority, I can say this honestly, vast majority of players that have gone and played football in Notre Dame to this day, counted a blessing. A lot of them use the word divine, that they got the opportunity to end up at a school like Notre Dame. And, but not to be lost on that was Derek Curry saying, look, when I was 16, I, man, I, four for 40, I couldn't grasp the totality of that. I couldn't, but my dad understood it and made sure it was part of my thought process, even though I didn't fully understand it until I actually got there and someone opened my eyes in my sophomore year. And then I said, oh, wow, now I get it. And I've been saying for the longest time, Notre Dame has so much more. Notre Dame shortchanges itself, in my opinion. I know it's been 35 years, but gosh darn it, Notre Dame has so much tradition and power and things going for itself that you don't have to lead with 40 for 40. That's just my opinion. You don't have to. You can, but you don't have to. And that's just so it goes back to who is selling the product. You can have the best product in the world. You get the best product in the world to the worst salesman. Sure. We've seen that. We've we, seen we, that at Notre Dame. We've definitely right? seen that. I mean, we went from what Lou Holtz was doing to what Bob Davey and Ty Willingham. And, and we saw it with Charlie, right? 
Yeah. I mean, there was not a lot of good in Charlie's program after those first couple years. They were yeah. three and nine. The field yeah. sucked. and But he kept signing top classes, you yeah. know, because he had something he believed in and he could sell it. Where where I would somewhat disagree. Well, I'm not somewhat. Where well, I, let, me, right? let me say this because I, I said that wrong. I said that wrong. And this is where Larry Curry opened my eyes. You don't leave with 40 for 40 with the kids. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know who to target 40 for 40. Sure. You know who needs to hear 40 for 40 and that. Because the truth of the matter is, yeah, the kids are going to hear it. Right. But most of those kids aren't going to truly grasp it. They're not. You have to have something else. Look. Yes. You have to have something else after you say that that grabs these kids, whether it's relationship, whether it's playing time, yeah. Whether it's system, look, we can talk about Deuce Knight all you want to. His mother probably loves everything Notre Dame has to offer. Well, if you There's ever get Corey Miner on, you need to have him tell people the story about when his mom, when he was on his visit with his mom. That's and probably he, a great story. You know, it, it backs up your point. I'll, I'll say this, Sean. Mm-hmm. I think you all, all always have to lead with your best attribute and you always lead with the thing that makes you different from everybody else. And so here, here's, here's my thing about the four for 40. And I like how they're kind of doing the four forever, four for forever thing 
just it kind of because everybody's kind of stealing the. There's a reason Urban Meyer and Ohio State started using the four for forty, because they knew that's the only thing that that Notre Dame is beating us on right now. That's the only thing they have. If we can neutralize that, we've got the NFL draft, we've got a championship, we've got Big Ten titles, we've got big games, we've got all these bowl success, and they got nothing if we can neuter four for forty. That's why you start seeing these SEC teams start talking about that because Notre Dame's not the only team that does that now, right? And, and and there's a reason why they try to do that because they're trying to take away the best thing what Notre Dame has. So I think where you're correct is you're not going to go get a five-star quarterback in most instances, nine times out of 10, maybe 90 times out of, 99 times out of 100, just because you sold the four for 40 to him. You have to lead with it. But then you have to lay out the the other vision of everything else. And that's what's killing Notre Dame right now, right? Is you got Keon Keeley because you sold the four for 40 to him. You could not keep him because Bama blows you away in the other areas that matter to Keon Keeley, which is NFL draft and championships and all that kind of stuff. And so to mm-hmm. me, you know, you've got to be able to 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 build that other stuff up, but you never you never stop selling the thing that makes you unique to everybody else. It just can't be the only thing. But in Notre Dame's defense right now, when they're recruiting against Bama and those teams, that's all they've got. They can't point to NFL, they can't recent NFL success. They can't point to championships. They can't point to all that other stuff. At least they couldn't for a while. And that's why it's so important to Marcus Freeman win. And that's why this season is so important because you've got three big-time, big-name programs. And there's this notion – that people have of like, you know, Notre Dame constantly gets blown out on the big stage. And my response is, no, they don't. One program has dominated Notre Dame every time they've played in the last 15 years. And it's Bama. Notre Dame's played Georgia in the Kirby smart era. Notre Dame has played Georgia twice. They lost by a combined seven points. And in both games, they had the ball with a chance to win the game with less than two minutes in the game, both times. They've beaten Clemson two of the last three times they've played. Ohio State has beat them every time, but this last game was at least competitive, right? Before last year, Ohio State had the same, and it was Ohio State and Bama that have just blown Notre Dame out every time they've played. Notre Dame had a lead with less than a minute to go in the third quarter last year. Now, they they got outplayed in the fourth quarter significantly, but it wasn't like that. I mean, so so there's this notion that, Oh, Notre Dame. No, they're not. But at some point in time, you've got to get away from the, well, look how competitive we have been against Georgia. You know, look, Georgia only beat us by seven points in two matchups. Uh, we led against Ohio State with let, okay, but you lost. You caught the L. That That's all that matters, right? So until Notre Dame starts having that on-field success, Sean, the pitches just aren't going to work against with most of the top players that people want right and so to me that's the thing is is you've got to have that success but at the same time i don't think like you can't go you can't go to the football part with these kids when what you're selling isn't as good as the schools you're recruiting against right i mean i i I believe this is my thing and it's just my per me from personal experience i might not be as good is that guy. It's almost like, you know, you're looking for a specialist, you know, in the medical field. And you do your research. And for some reason, 
just for some reason, this specialist, let's say, I don't know, dude, I don't know if they grade them, I don't, if they have a website, I don't know. But this specialist has a higher grade. But I'm not comfortable with them. For some reason, I'm just not comfortable. I sit, I talk to them. Ah. You have to be able to talk football oh, and yeah. still and still sell. You have you can't shy away from it. You have to be able to say, you darn right, we've been to three college football playoffs. Right. I remember when I talked to Chris O'Leary last season when the staff met with the media. He said, the locker, locker room is driving this. They've been to two college football playoffs. Right. Now, unfortunately, there were some leadership issues <laughs> in the locker room that we didn't foresee. Right. But that was the idea. Like, look, the moment you make somebody or you allow someone else's success to make you feel bad about your success. Right. Look, this is our resume. We stand on that. No, right. we are not you. We are not Bama. We are not Ohio State. But gosh darn it, I'll tell you who we're not. And I'll tell you who we are. And you can sit up here and talk about 35 years. Guess what? We independent. Well, that Georgia matters. went 41. Like, Say this in. is something I pointed out the other day. Georgia went 41 years between titles. Oh, absolutely. In 2021. Absolutely. Clemson went 30, or Ohio State went like 31 or 32 years before their title in 02. Yeah. Right. I think Woody last won one in like 70, 71, something like that. And then they won again in 02. In 02. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, so we've seen this, right. The, the, the whole 35, oh, they haven't won in 35 years. So they're never going to win again. I'm like, well, based on what? And that's, I did that article, Sean kind of pointed out like, this is a silly argument to make. Clemson hadn't won a title in about the, it, was 81 it? was a day before 80. 80. You know, Georgia won in 80. Clemson won in 81. Right. So Clemson was like 36 years between their title. And my whole thing, like I was, I was having this Twitter debate with a guy the other day, and he was really wrong, but he was at least respectful. So I continued the conversation with him. Guy I, that thought you, I, thought, I thought, I thought you did a really good job of trying to carry a real conversation. And he did as well. Like I think his arguments were bad, and I thought he kept jumping around every time I blew one up. But like my whole point was, you can't look at a team that's been on the on the national championship stage three times in nine years, and tell me they're not capable of winning a title. And I didn't want to get into this argument with him because it's hard to do on on a, on a on a platform like Twitter. But the notion, like we, you and I have talked about this, put Lamar Jackson on that 2017 Notre Dame team and tell me who beats that football team. You know, if you don't if you don't lose Malik and Torian Folston and Jerron Jones and Durham Smythe and Sean Crawford in 2015, I think that team could have played with anybody, even with Brian Van Gorder as the defensive coordinator. And if you simply make a better change, I mean, there's all these ifs with Notre Dame. And there's this notion that, like, every time Notre Dame gets on that stage, they just get beat and get their brain. And I'm like, you know. That's not the case. It's not the case. I mean, Clemson's been blown out twice in the playoff. Ohio State got beat 31 to nothing yeah. in 2016. And the Notre Dame game two years later against Clemson was far more competitive than the 2016 Ohio State game, as we all know. My my point, Sean, isn't to say, well, you don't tell kids we're not Bama. What I'm saying is you sell your – and Notre Dame is in a very unique 
situation right now. Yeah, going into the 2023 season, which is why I believe this is a huge year for Marcus Freeman, because right now he can still sell his vision. Brian Kelly in 2011, despite, you know, in 2012, could sell vision, even though his team was eight and five in two years, because he could sell vision. He was still young enough to sell the vision and they were right. not good. And the, right. they were X number of years removed from six and six and three and nines and all that kind of stuff. And the vision conversation so matters. You can't sell vision in after 2014. Like, bro, you've been here five years, man. Like, you've right. had one good year, right? And, and and so so he wasn't selling vision after 2016. It was, look where we are. We've been in the playoff twice. We've been in the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, so you're selling that. And so you have something to sell. My point is, is if you remove the best thing about you, the thing that separates you from everybody else, then I think you're doing yourself a disservice because my argument is, you know, Bama's going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you something right now. The gap between Bama and us as a football program is not nearly as significant as the gap between us and Bama when it comes to the network, the degree, the this, that, and the third, right? And so that's my whole point is you don't remove that. You just can't only focus on that. Yeah. And right now, Notre Dame has other things to sell. And I think if this circle back to the original conversation that's why i'm pushing under armor to do this right because you can help us get to it's it's in your best interest if we win so you can help us i mean what's the what's the one of the two biggest all-star games you guys playing the under armor game yeah right hey espn can you guys really try to get some notre dame kids into this i mean there's plenty of things that Under Armour can do to help build Notre Dame up, and imagine what it does for the Notre for the Under Armour brand if Notre Dame does win. Was Jeremiah the only one that participated last year? Uh, Braylon James was in it. You're right. You're I right. believe he was in it. There was like there's only like three. It was like uh, Braylon James. Oh man, I'd have to go look it up. But yeah, there was like th- I think three guys in it. Because most of the guys went to the Army All American game. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, Jaden Great wasn't Great House. Was he in it? No, he was. He was supposed to be in it, but I think he was injured. Got injured in the playoff. I think Great House was supposed to be in it, but he. I could be wrong on that. But he got hurt. But uh, yeah, Braylon James was in it. Jeremiah Love was Jaden Osbury. He was the other one. Jaden Osbury was. In it. <clears throat> he was at the uh, Under Armour as well. So I mean, that, that's my thing, Sean. Is like. That's why I'm excited about this era of Notre Dame football. And I understand why people are maybe a little hesitant because it's like, well, we've been here before and it's been 35 years and all that kind of stuff. But I just feel like right now some things are lining up for Notre Dame that are unique. You know, if you can get this $10 million a deal a year, a year deal with Under Armour, if you can get $50 million from your next TV deal, on top of the 10 you're getting from the ACC, all of a sudden you went from making 35 million a year to, you know, 60, 70 million a year. Well, that matters. You know, that, that, that stuff matters. And so you've got an energetic, charismatic coach who we both think is like Mark. If Marcus Freeman wins, Sean, it's not because he's charismatic. His charisma is something that helps sell it better, but he's going to win because he's good he's or good not. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, we've seen yeah. charismatic coaches that get their faces beat in because they just they can't coach. Yeah. Right. But it, right now you you're not right now. He's nine and four as a head coach right now. Like that's his record. So you've got to sell the other stuff right now. 
but eventually that's going to stop. And that's why I think this year is important. And that's why I think the Ohio state game is so big as a fan, but you also got to be careful as a football coach that you're not, you're not selling, you're not pumping up too much for a game that's in week five. And that's why I think playing Ohio state in week five is so big because I don't want this whole offseason being focused on revenge and winning this big game, blah, 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 blah. And then you lose the opener and you're just deflated for the next month. Right. You right. know, so I like the fact that there's some mountains, there's some hills we got to climb before we get to that the top of that mountain against the Buckeyes on September 23rd is the way you you, you know you, you look at it. And I think that's partly why we're having Navy in the opener is huge for Notre Dame, Sean, because the triple option, at least for the defense, for them, maybe not so much for the offense. But right now, if I'm a defensive player at Notre Dame, I'm not worried yeah. about Ohio State or NC State. I got to freaking get ready for this triple option stuff. Yeah. And, and, and I think the other thing that Notre Dame has that's unique this year t- too, Sean, is I did an article the other day. They have over 300 career starts on their roster right now. This is a pretty veteran team that's got that really unique blend of some very talented young players. Yeah. It reminds me a lot. I'm not saying they're going to be as good. I'm just drawing a parallel from a roster building standpoint between that and the 2018 Clemson team. Because we all talk, we all remember the stars on that team, right? Trevor is a freshman. Ross was a freshman. T was a sophomore. I think Isaiah Simmons was a sophomore on that team. And then uh, Travis Etienne was a sophomore. But the rest of that roster was juniors, seniors, and fifths. I mean, you had Christian Wilkins was a fifth-year guy. You had Trey Lamar was, I think, a fifth-year guy. Uh, Hunter Renfro was like a 13th-year senior on that team. It was crazy. I mean, your offensive line were all juniors, seniors, fifths. And I kind of feel like that's where Notre Dame is, right? Like they're a very veteran team. Last year they had like two sophomores at bookends at a tackle. And you know, this year you've got junior multi-year starters. Aldrich's a junior. You know, you've got Jaden Thomas is a junior. Chris Tyree is a senior. You've got this really old team. And then you've got these young cats like Tobias Merriweather and Billy Shrouth and Holden Stace and, you know, guys where you're kind of now mixing them in where they don't have to be the guy, you know, in certain areas, but they've got that kind of that big-time talent you can build around. So I'm I'm excited about what this team uh, can be, man. I really am. It's just, but you just got to go out and do it now, right? Like that's the big thing is we can be excited as we want on paper this, on paper that. They remind me of this team or that team. They got to go show it, and and that's the great thing about the schedule, Sean. Plenty of opportunities. They're trying to recruit the heck out of the state of North Carolina, right? They played yeah. two games in the state of North Carolina this year. Yeah. So and they play three teams from the state of North Carolina, right? I mean. So that's big. You're trying to recruit, say, to California. You play a game in California. You know, I mean, so there's there's a lot of opportunities for Notre Dame. to, And they play another game in South Carolina. Yeah. So you have three games in the Carolinas this year. A lot of opportunities for Notre Dame to show some, but they just got to do it, Sean, right? Like, you know. That's a lot of driving up and down 95. I know. Because <laughs> I'll be doing that too, because I'll be flying into Virginia to see my family. Yeah. And then getting in the car and heading down. You know, so I'll take 58 over 95 and I'll spend a lot of time on that too much time on 95 this year. Yeah.
Lucky Lefty Podcast. As we get ready to close, we'll be back tomorrow. Talking practice, talking some other things. Offensive line, Joe Rudolph, Blake Fisher. We'll have their comments from the press conference today. But before we leave, I want to get into something that I don't know if you're a boxing fan, Brian. Used to be. I haven't watched in a while, but I used to be. Grew up one. Big time fight this weekend. And Malik asked me, who are you betting on? And I told him, I said, I wouldn't put my money on this fight. You, you did tell me that too. I, I would not, I wouldn't bet your money, my money. I just wouldn't. But I, I thought about this and it made me think about Notre Dame. In this particular fight, I felt like Bud Crawford was the wild card. And what I meant by that is it really didn't matter what Errol Spence did. The fight was going to be determined by which Bud Crawford showed up. When it comes to Ohio State and Notre Dame and pretty much all of the big games, Notre Dame's a wild card team in the matchups. Because it's going to be about who, which Notre Dame shows up. Right. For me. It's not a question of whether or not matchups, this check, that check. Which Notre Dame shows up that night? Who's on that field? And it made me really think about this season and how it's going to play out. And that, like you said, with Notre Dame being such a wild card, they really might have a better chance than most people give them of making it to the college football playoff and advancing. Yeah. Once they get there. When when I look at it, Sean, like look, we're we're talking what Notre Dame can be. Uh, we don't know what they're going to be. But but I'll say this. If you're gonna if you're gonna do legitimate analysis in my view, you have to be able to look at a program and say, you know, what what is this team on its best day? And then say, well, can this team be that consistently or not? And any team can have an upset win. I mean, South Carolina in 2019 was a four and eight team and beat Georgia at Georgia. At Georgia, yep. Uh, what were you on your best day? On your best day, you were capable of beating Georgia on their worst day, barely. It's not sustainable. And that's kind of how Notre Dame had been in the past, right, Sean? Like a lot of their big wins were like, that was a bad day for that team, or they were missing this guy, or they were missing that guy, right? Like, oh, yeah, you beat you beat Clemson, but they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, and and they didn't have Tyler Davis, and they didn't have Mike Jones, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You, you beat this team without this guy. You know, you, you went down and beat Oklahoma – but, you know, but they weren't that good. There was always like these these things that were kind of these caveats. And that's what makes the Clemson game last year so intriguing. Because this is not a vintage Clemson team. It was not. It, it, it is not 2018 Clemson, 2019 Clemson. It's not even 2020 Clemson. It was still a good football team. And on Notre Dame's best day, they absolutely destroyed Clemson. Right. Like this wasn't just like a, oh, you guys played really well and you guys won by 14 going away. 
this was a complete domination. It was 20 to nothing at one point in time. I mean, it was just a, and, and Notre Dame threw, if I'd have told you before the game, Notre Dame is only going to throw for 85 yards against Clemson. You'd be like, oh my, or Drew Pines is going to throw for 85 yards against Clemson. You're like, okay, either A, they get killed, or yeah. B, he gets hurt in the first half. Yeah. Right. If and if I'd have told if I, if we'd have got on the prediction show, if I'd have come on Lucky Lefty, hey guys, I'm gonna do my prediction for tonight's Notre Dame Clemson game. Here's my prediction: Notre Dame is gonna pass for 85 yards, and they're gonna beat Clemson by 21 points, and it won't be that close. And they're gonna run all over Clemson tonight. You'd have been like Brian. Drugs are not good. You need to stay off the drugs. You make yourself look bad. You're trying to be professional. People are going to leave your side because you're just talking nonsense right now. Right. Right? That would have been stupid. They're going to run all over this team with all these first-round draft picks and who don't let people run on them, and you're not going to throw the ball on them. You're not going to be balanced at all, and you're just going to run all over them. Come on now. That, this just doesn't make any sense. This is the team that like three weeks ago just lost to Stanford. Right? Come on, man. But that's what they did because we saw last year when Notre Dame was in their best – they are really good. Then we saw them against USC a few weeks later. They weren't at their best. They weren't at their worst. They were missing some guys. USC was the better team. But Notre Dame showed like, hey, we can play with these guys. Yeah. Same thing against Ohio State, where what we didn't see last year, for all the issues that we had last year with Notre Dame, what we didn't see last year was that, that, that game where Notre Dame showed up and didn't show up. You know what I mean? That we had seen so many times in the past, especially in the big moments. I mean, right. like the issue with Kelly is he never lost in the, in the, in after the reboot, you know, you had that 2017 season where there was a couple disappointing losses, but Notre Dame after 2017 never lost to a team that they were supposed to be. I mean, literally, I don't even mean that like uh, as a, as an exaggeration, they literally never lost to an unranked team the rest of the way. I mean, their losses were to like top 15 Michigan, yeah. national championship Clemson in 18. Uh, national, you know, you lost to a top 10 Georgia team on the road. You lost to a top 15 Michigan team on the road. You lost to uh, national or playoff team Clemson, and you lost to the national champions, champions. And then 2021, you lost to another playoff team. Yeah. But what they would do is they just wouldn't show up in a lot of these big games. You look at you think of the ACC title game in 2020, or it's like that team was just not ready to play. You look at the Cincinnati game in 2021. We can go on, we can go, we could do this all day, Sean. Miami 2017. Yeah. What we saw last year is one thing that Marcus Freeman showed he can do is he can emotionally get his team ready to play in those big moments. Now he's got to, he and his staff got to prove that we can go and play in a style of, of football that executes at a high level. Yeah, but the thing with Notre Dame last year was they weren't emotionally ready to play against Marshall. They weren't emotionally ready to play against Stanford. But in the big moments, the one that we've always been concerned about, they were ready to play. It's going to be a lot easier for Marcus Freeman to figure out how to get his team emotionally ready to play for Central Michigan and Duke in year two than it will be, hey, we can get these guys ready for the big moments. And so I think yeah. that's another encouraging sign that says this, this program is getting closer. The question now, Sean, is what kind of jump will they make this year? That's what we don't know at this point in time. And then, you know, but I think they're taking steps program wise. Yeah. 
not just football wise, but just the branding is getting better. You know, we've asked yeah. them to do more things with social media. They're starting to get to that point. You know, this big recruiting push that that the Chad Bowden and his recruiting office are doing today with all these commits tweeting out all this stuff about Notre Dame. Who else is doing that right now? Nobody's doing that. Nobody's right doing it. And so they're starting to do things that are starting to separate you. And this yeah. is why I think the rest of the college football world is 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 a little bit nervous right now because if if Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman wins this year, and what I mean wins is gets to the playoff and shows they belong, which means you got at least two out of three wins over Clemson, Ohio State, and USC. Yeah. Let's say they beat Ohio State and USC and Clemson beats them by a field goal at their place and Notre Dame's in the playoff and they play Georgia and it's a four-quarter game. Good luck trying to recruit against Notre Dame now. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's just the reality of it. On top of the fact that what's a little scary for some of these teams is Florida State starting to recruit a little better. See yeah. the big time pickup they had the other day? Yeah. Right? Like um Mike Matthews doesn't pick who'd he pick the other day, right? Like I'm trying to remember who did Mike Matt because he was looking at Georgia. He was looking at Georgia originally. Right. And I'm trying I can't I'm all of a sudden having a, a mental blank on who he picked Tennessee. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of the point that I was making earlier with somebody else is he doesn't go to Georgia or Alabama. Or Ohio State. Right. He goes to Tennessee. NIL is starting to kind of even the playing field out a little bit. And the emergence of good co- – Tennessee made a great hired head coach. Florida State, turns out, has made a good hired head coach. And then he's made some really good hires with his staff, which he did in yeah. his first year. And all of a sudden, Bama's losing a kid here, a kid there. Georgia's losing a kid here and a kid there. And then if Marcus Freeman goes out there and wins – uh, gap closing, Sean, isn't just about you raising yourself up. It's also about doing things to bring other guys down. That's what's so big about some of the pickups they've got. That's what's so big about getting Kingston. It's not that he's a really good player, in my opinion, but it's you didn't let he didn't go to Ohio State. He didn't go to Ohio State. Yep. He didn't go to USC. Those are the other finalists. He had offers from Bama, Georgia. And and when you look at some of the guys they've gotten in the last couple of years, Sean, it's that's the big thing. You kept that guy from going there, you know, and and uh, that's a big part of this. But it's not just you, because Notre Dame can only take win some of those battles. It's Florida State's doing it. Yeah, it's Tennessee's doing it. It's LSU's hopefully doing it. Yeah, it's Miami's doing it. It's Texas starting to do it, and they're all just little nitpick here, just little little chinks in the armor for Georgia and, and Alabama. They may look like the big bad boys now, but it just takes up because you know what I mean. In 2014, who was sitting here at the end of the 2014 season, thinking this four-loss team at Clemson is going to be a dominant program for the next decade? Who, who you thought you know they're going to be pretty good with Deshaun Watson, but they were pretty good with Tosh Boyd. It wasn't like Deshaun Watson. I mean, he'd miss some games. He's a talent. He was a top 50 kid, not a top five kid. He wasn't like Trevor Lawrence. Who sit there and said they're going to go toe to toe Bama the next two years to beat Bama? Yeah. Who, who thought that? No, nobody thought that till they did it. I mean, until they won that title in 2016, the word Clemsoning was a popular phrase. It was a popular phrase. phrase. Right. So I get tired of this. Well, th- this will never happen. This will never happen. This will never happen. This has changed. That's changed. Clemson can go from 1981 to 2016 and win a title, but I'm supposed to believe that for some reason. Notre Dame can. I just don't buy that. But yeah. but I will say this. Notre, it's, a, it's a little harder at Notre Dame, which is why you need all the right ingredients 
And one of those ingredients is a dynamic head coach. The last, the last, the last two, I really say one, Charlie Weiss had a dynamic personality, but I wouldn't call him a dynamic coach because he didn't have the necessary, the resume or a lot of other things to be that. But the last dynamic, truly dynamic head coach that I had was not Brian Kelly. He's not a, he's a very good head coach. He's a very proven head coach who did a lot of great things for her name. He's not dynamic. He's not that guy. Like what was Who was the guy that told the story? Was it, it was uh Tony Rice talking about how, when he, when he went, did the in home with him, was his like mom or grandma said, you're going to go play for that little man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he just had it for, I mean, you wouldn't think he would, he's going to go to some house in South Carolina and that, that guy's going to make that kind of impact. He right. just had it, man. He just had it. And from that standpoint, I believe Marcus Freeman has it. Now we just got to find out if he can coach the way that Lou Holtz coached, right? That's going to be the big question mark. And that's what gets me fired up because you do need that at Notre Dame. So with Florida, same with Florida. So I, I pointed this out in the story the other day. Do you know that Florida has won three national titles, right? with Steve Spur and Urban Meyer. Do you know that in the years where the, where Meyer or Spur was not their head coach, their win percentage is like the 580s? Which is very mediocre. That's not uh, shocking, though. Yeah, but but That's they're a problem that needs that kind of dynamic head coach to win. They're not Bama where you can win a title with Gene Stallings with all due respect. Right, right. Right? They're, they're, they're not Miami that can win it with Larry Coker. You know, although you could say, well, he didn't build it, which is fair. You know, like you you need a dynamic coach to win at Notre Dame yeah. in today's era. I, I won't deny that. It's it's easier to win at Ohio State. It's not yeah. easy. It's just easier. You know, you 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 can win at Georgia with the right head coach, right? It, but you don't need the perfect head coach. It's a little right. harder at Notre Dame. Yeah. That's just the, that's just the reality of it. And in that regard, Marcus Freeman has the chops as far as the selling it. We just got to find out if. And that's why I kind of like the idea of, of the four for 40, man, because I just think he has a way in this current staff has a way of really selling this in an effective manner, which is why the recruiting has gone up, even though the results on the field haven't necessarily improved. Now you just got to be able to sell you, your vision only lasts so long, Sean, yeah. right? Before the vision stops, and gets drowned out by who you are based on on-field results. And right now he can still sell the vision. Lucky Ducky Podcast. Thank you for everybody joining us tonight. Impromptu show. I wanted to talk about this apparel deal. What we saw today from Notre Dame media, the rollout of the uniforms and everything going on. Great conversation. I thank my guy, Brian Driscoll, for stepping in for the left today. We'll be back tomorrow. And don't forget, CFB Nation, exclusively. We give you audio edibles each and every day. Go right there, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Low other great shows. Don't forget, we spin it different. For Brian Driscoll, I'm Sean Davis. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great evening, but most of all, make sure that you spin it different. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.